Hello everyone, my name is Logan, and you are listening to the Crowncast, and more specifically, you are listening to a post-react, and it is a post-react after playing Orlando. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, you know what? I will give the game uh, some of the credit that it's due, because there was some really good stuff in there, and uh, you know, we watch we watch football to be entertained, and... If you are a Charlotte FC fan, you were glued to your TV, or or if you were one of the ones lucky enough to be down there in the stadium, or or unlucky enough, depending on how you view that, uh, you would have been glued to uh, the pitch in front of you. It was an incredibly entertaining game, unfortunately one that comes out with not exactly the result we would have been uh, hoping for. And here to discuss it with me, as always, is Justin. Hello, Justin. Hey, Logan. Justin, you know, you always you always ask me how I'm doing uh, in the intros, and, you know, I, I try and be, you know, perky and upbeat about them, but, but boy, sometimes it just sucks to lose, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this was not a good one. This, more than anything else, I think this was frustrating because, you know, we've conceded through bad mistakes before. This is just some of the worst. Uh, you know, even worse than Kalina just handing the ball back during the Philly during the Philly match. Worse than Carujo, you know, cannoning the the ball off uh, uh, the defender just a few weeks ago. It, it's just that goal just before halftime is one of the most infuriating goals I have seen Charlotte FC concede. Oh yeah, we are going to uh, get to that later. We're gonna. I, I'm sure we're gonna deep dive into that because that was a problem. Uh, it was announced yeah. by the announcers that it was a problem. It was announced by the players that it was a problem. And I think everyone would sort of widely unanimously agree that it should never happen again. So let's do that uh, later. We're going to hold off on that. But we may end up having to talk about it a little bit anyway. Uh, we are going to dive right into these things. And uh, we did a little bit of uh, sort of scanning the audience, and we found out that Thus far, you listeners, and as ever, we thank you so much for being here, and we love you, uh, have been asking for a little bit shorter podcasts. Uh, so we are going to keep the post-reacts at roughly the same length, and we are going to try shortening up the Wednesday podcasts just a little bit, make all of the content a little bit more digestible for you guys. But, Justin... I, I try and give you the chance to you, make sure that your voice is heard on this show. You know, I want you to feel like like you're a real part of the community here. Would you like to start with the bad stuff and end on the high notes or go straight to the high notes to sort of wash out the bad taste and then go to the cards? Probably dangerous to let me wander into the bad stuff because there is a lot. So let's start with cards because there there was some positive. There there was a lot to take away, especially from the second half of this match. That is good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, how about uh, we go ahead and we'll let you pull your first card. Yeah. So um, I I do want to give uh, a card. You know, I think that the dynamic of this team shifted in a really positive way when Ben Bender came on the field. And I've got to give him a card for, you know, not just his offensive contributions. I thought that that all of a sudden our passing out of the midfield got a lot better when Bender came on for, for TDRTs. 
but I also saw a lot more effective defending, a lot more challenging on the aerial balls in that sort of 40 yards out from our goal, uh, uh, you know, defensive area of the pitch when Ben Bender came on, he was all over the place. Um, I'm a little confused why he wasn't in the starting 11. I know that he was carrying a knock for a little while and everything. Maybe, maybe that was why, but he looked pretty good when he came on. Uh, and he looked like he still had some energy at the end of that match. Um, so once again, you know, he's, he's so, a favorite son of this podcast. So, uh, but, so just um, so we're clear, you are carding who? Oh, sorry. I'm, uh, or, I thought we were starting with crowns. Oh no, we can absolutely start with crowns. So your crown today is, uh, the Ben Bender. That correct? Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were starting positive and then getting into the negative later. Cause if you let me into the negative now. I'll run too long. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bring ourselves up a little bit, and then we'll we'll go back with a slightly more yeah. uh, relaxed mind. Okay, yeah, Ben Bender. Um, I'm actually gonna fight you a little bit on this one. I think you know that I have adopted Ben Bender into my heart. Uh, I think you know that I have his jersey every day uh, that I wear a jersey into the stadium. Now it has the number 15 and the name Bender on the back of it. I'm a huge fan of Ben Bender, and. I think he's getting a little bit more reserved, uh, not in an awful way, just, you know, when he first came into the team, I think there were no expectations on him, and so he was able to play this really free-flowing style, and I don't know if what's happening is teams are just double-marking Ben Bender now, um, or if he is getting some instruction from Miguel Ramirez that says, hey... I want you to start learning how to play this very specific role, and that's taking Bender out of his element. Bender looks a little bit conservative to me right now. Not in a in an awful way. Um, he does look very good and controlled on the ball, and Justin, you pointed this out. He had a touch in this match that, oh my gosh, he gets fired a ball at the top of the box, and he brings that ball down with a level of skill that you can't teach that. Like, you have to yeah. discover that on your own as you you grow as a footballer. No coach can teach you that. And unfortunately, he's surrounded by, like, eight people because at that point they were well into their shell uh, trying to stop us from scoring. But that bring down in the box, oh, that's, that's spicy. Anyway, yeah. uh, I will say that I would like to see him turn and look up more. Um he has the ability to dribble a player, except right now what I have seen him do is dribble a player and then recycle the play. And I think that's good for holding our possession. I think that's good for slowing the game down and getting ourselves back in in sort of contention, which I think we needed a lot of in this game. So I don't think it was uncalled for. But if he has that skill, I want to see him as he pushes towards the interior of the field Use it to turn a player and and run towards goal. Uh, there's there's something to be said for a a very simple I take ball to goal, ball go in net mentality, and I I think Bender could do with just a little bit more of that free free flowing spirit we saw from him in his sort of debut game. Uh, but I do agree. I do think he probably deserves a crown for today. And like you said. Our midfield got way less chaotic, way more creative, and uh, just way more stable when he came in. 
Yeah, real quick to, to respond to that, that, I think that the points that maybe are pulling Bender back a little bit right now are he's he is playing more centrally with the with the emergence of Yozwiak into the squad. Bender is taking up a more central position rather than a wing. Um, I do think that there were a, a fair number of progressive passes from Bender, but I also think it's a systematic thing that you don't, make those passes if they're low percentage in Miguel Angel Ramirez's system. I think that it's not just Bender that recycles back more than I would like to see. It's the squad. Yeah, I can see that. And you know what? Let's take uh, let's take that note down to going a little bit further because I'd like to rewatch it and see whether, you know, I do have this kind of bias towards Ben Bender. And so every time, you know, I try to be aware of my biases. I'm not always good at it, but I try to be aware of my biases. And Every time Ben Bender gets the ball, I kind of expect him to do something special with it. Uh, so it could be that I'm expecting a higher level out of Ben Bender, and I'm not seeing the same play coming from other places on the field. But let's let's uh, take some time for that later, and maybe we readdress it on a future podcast. Right now, I'm going to go into my crown, and I have never been more sure of a crown, maybe in the entirety of Charlotte FC's history. And Justin, I, I think you're going to disagree with me on this one, but holy crap! I have I have talked about Christian Fuchs in so many ways on this podcast, and I am so freaking happy to be sitting here right now and talking about that Christian Fuchs. Christian Fuchs was everything that Premier League winning Christian Fuchs can be tonight. He was a remarkable skill up the sidelines. He was making the hard technical passes. He was running like a man who was 21 years old. I mean, we're going to talk about it maybe maybe relatively quickly, but in the, the very bad moment, uh, T.D. Ortiz is the one sort of most in front of the play. And if you go back and watch that, Christian Fuchs starts out like, 15 or 20 yards behind him. Like, he's way behind him. And Christian Fuchs never once gives up on that play. And in his 36-year-old body, he almost manages to sprint back across that entire field, outrunning all of the young guys, outrunning the high-speed midfielder in T.D. Ortiz, outrunning uh, Christian McCoon. He outran everybody. And you know what? I'm going to eat a little bit of humble pie here. Uh, I have talked about the fact that he just does not have the speed to live out on that wing. And I think that, you know, one of the things we've been talking about recently is how quick someone is and how fast they are. He has the speed and he has the fight and he has the drive. And today he had all the desire to go out there and get this done. He looked really, really good today. And uh, Justin, the point I think we're going to get on a little bit of a disagreement here is I think his penalty is a reasonably good one. I don't think it's world-class, but if you watch the penalty, he is very clearly just waiting for the keeper to put all of his weight on one side, and then he very calmly passes it into the other side of the net. Um, it's it's a good penalty. It's not, it's not world-class, but it's a good penalty. Uh, he steps up as the captain. He takes that burden onto himself. He delivers, uh, and all throughout the game today, 
he looked like our best player. He looked like Christian Fuchs. And for so long, I have held him to that standard because I knew what he could be. And today, he looked like that and better. And so, you know what, Christian Fuchs? Absolutely. I know that I have come on this podcast before and said, I don't know how you're going to be able to handle that wing. I know I have come on this podcast before and said, I don't know how you're going to transition your technical ability into working with the rest of the team. My God, he looked good tonight. And I am so excited to see it. I hope it means we see that more. But he absolutely gets a crown from me today. Justin, I know you've got things to say. By all means, go. So, I mean, first and foremost, I in no way disagree with the crown for Christian Fuchs. I thought he was immense. The only reason I say I don't know if I want to see this week in and week out is is I still think that overall we are better defensively with Fuchs playing at the center back role rather than at the left back. That said, everything good that happened in the first half and most of the stuff that happened good in the second half, Christian Fuchs had a major role in it. He was pinging beautiful passes cross field. You know, I think Guzman Carujo sees what he does and tries to emulate it, and it just doesn't come off quite as well. Uh, but, you know, uh, uh, Fuchs was amazing, uh, you know, offensively and defensively uh, tonight. I was I was immensely impressed with him. And I was not the biggest fan of his penalty, and I wasn't the biggest fan of his penalty, A, because it's not really put further out from the keeper, you know, it, my 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 experience with penalty, my understanding of penalties. You want to put them as close to the post as you can. This one wasn't anywhere close to the post. Um, wasn't struck with particular pace. The important part is it's in, and and he does show the the sort of tactical news to say, I'm going to see that shift in the hips. I'm going to see that little lean from the keeper. I'm going to know which way he's going. I'm going to slot it home. The other reason, I have a problem with the penalty and this has nothing to do with Christian Fuchs. I would rather see Carol Swiderski take it and get back on the, the goal scoring sheet and get our striker with a little bit of that goal scoring confidence, because I think it's been a little lacking from Carol Swiderski. And I think it was a great opportunity for him to snatch some of that back. Yeah. I can't actually see where you're coming from where you see this all the time across the world leagues where a striker will striker will run a little bit cold and you know just the the knowledge that they put one into the back of the net that day takes a little bit of the pressure off of off of their shoulders and we talked about this with uh Carol Swiderski early on where I was so excited for him to get a goal uh to get his first goals for the team. Uh, so I can understand where you're coming from, Justin. I, I think that's a good point. Maybe we, we touch on a little bit later. For now, we go into the uh, we go into the dark place, Justin. We go into the cards. And there are definitely a few people who who deserve some cards today. Uh, do you want to take first uh, first dibs at this one? Real quick, before we, we finish up with crowns, you and I talked before this about somebody that we have slated before who deserves a, a little honorary shout-out for some of the good that he did today. Oh, yes. Um, yes, absolutely. I know exactly what so, you're talking uh, about, and please. I want to hold us to that. And, and uh, what I mentioned before this is 
somebody that maybe deserves a really light card and, and definitely a crown tonight, Christian McCoon, we have absolutely dragged this man through the mud before. And I think deservedly so. But there were a couple of truly great moments in defense from Christian McCoon. There was still, you know, some of the terrible distribution out of the back. There was still some, you know, questionable decisions on the ball from Christian McCoon. Some of the things that we have had problems with him before, uh, you know, about. But really some great defensive positioning, some really great effort. There was a, a very good chance that this... It would have been three goals for Orlando, if not for Christian McCoon, because on a great breakaway, Christian McCoon showed some great pace to catch back up to the play and some very intelligent decision making not to dive in and concede a penalty and instead get down and lay a beautiful block uh, through a tackle. Yeah, I uh, I absolutely echo everything you're saying here. You're right. He deserves a shout out. Uh, Christian McCoon is someone who I personally said... I, I wonder if this guy needs to go and possibly even go on loan for a little bit. And, you know, maybe this is a young young player learning. Maybe this is a player who has, who has now, at the highest level, made the mistake of feeling like he has to chase back and dragging somebody down in the box and getting the penalty. And today it looked like he learned. Today he did a lot of things that, that absolutely make it so I feel like you're right, we should... We should be putting his name to the microphone for the right reasons, because if you earn it, you earn it, and Christian McCoon earns it today. Uh, Justin, any last bit you want to call out on McCoon, or should we save a more you know in depth on him for a little bit later as well? No, I mean I I just did want to mention you know we're, we're going to call out the bad. We do want to try and call out the good, and so so I wanted to make sure about that. But yeah, I also I we can go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I do also want to go ahead and move us along to our cards. And, uh, Justin, you uh, got the chance to take the first card, and uh, you used it for the purposes of good instead of the purposes of evil, <laughs> which, uh, very off-brand for you. Um, I'm going to need you to, to get back on brand, buddy. The, the listeners are going to know that something is up. Uh, yeah. Anyway, since you had the opportunity and did not take it, I will take first card um and first card today is this is this is tough for me to do because I, I really enjoy this player uh but this is a player who did not perform overwhelmingly well today and that's Jalen Lindsay and yes it is reverse world opposite day I have <laughs> crowned quasi crowned Christian McCoon uh enthusiastically crowned Christian Fuchs and I am carding Jalen Lindsay. I don't know if what happened today is Jalen Lindsay just had a bad day. I think bad days happen. Um, he gets absolutely beat. And I do want to say here, he gets beat by a very, very, very good move down his attacking side uh, for the first goal. But he he was definitely somebody that Orlando looked at today and said... I I fancy this. Uh, the attacking player up up uh, Jalen Lindsay's side said, "I fancy this duel," and he was winning it. Um, he was winning it to the point that you know we we really completely changed up the dynamic on that side. And when we did change up the dynamic, things looked a little bit better. Now I think there's probably an argument that you could say, "Yeah, by the time 
Jalen Lindsay was out of there, that guy had run his butt off so much that they didn't have to deal with the same speed. Yeah, you can always make the tired leg argument, but Jalen Lindsay is going to have to play top-tier attackers. Jalen Lindsay is going to have to play attackers who are blisteringly fast. Jalen Lindsay is going to have to play attackers who are good with both feet. And I think today is probably going to be a good learning experience for him, but today he definitely got beaten. And uh, he was a weakness in our defense today. And as a result, uh, I, I pull up the card. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's only fair. Justin? I mean, he, he had a terrible time dealing with uh, it's Benji Michel is the, the player for Orlando's, uh, Orlando City. And on the first goal, I mean, Michel just turned him inside out and then snapped a, a nice cross, uh, uh, you know, through to the other attacker on the other wing uh, for the first goal. Um, and then, you know, all, on the second goal, it's very difficult to say, you know, who the last man back was supposed to be. But Lindsay was further back than the rest of the pack, and he sort of got sucked up into the the ball pinging around in the box, uh, and it put him in a real bad position to try and make any kind of play on the second goal. Um, I still, you know, he's still young. I still love the guy. He's still our hometown boy. Uh, I think that that Alan Franco had to slide over and give him some cover in the first half, and then things stabilized a little bit. And maybe it was, like you said, because Michelle was, was run out. But when Harrison Awful came in uh, in the second half, uh, the the right side looked better today. And maybe, you know, I, I think other than the match against Greenville, this might have been the first time that Jalen Lindsay has sat down in this season. Definitely over the last few games. Maybe it's a matter of minutes on the legs. I don't know. But he was not good tonight. Yeah, minutes do stack up on people, but uh, we will move on. Justin, your card for the night, and I think we are only going to do one, so yeah. make it count. Yeah, that's the frustrating part, right? There's there's a lot of, of people I would like to card on this one. Um, but, you know, we talked a little bit about this player uh, uh, earlier here. We talked a little bit about this player when you and I were watching the match. Um, I was not impressed today with the play of Christian Ortiz uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, I know that he seems like a high-energy player. You see him running around. You see him getting, you know, getting the ball. Um, I think that he is an undisciplined player. Uh, there were several stretches uh, where where he was running over. Uh, Rios, he was running over Swiderski, and by that I mean, when you when you pass the ball off and you start moving, the point of that is to spread out and give the person you pass to options to pass back to. And if we have two players running within five feet of each other, only one defender has to, t- to cover those two players. We've made things worse for ourselves because we've made ourselves easier to defend. And consistently today in attack, I saw TDRTs making runs into space that other teammates already occupied. And that's wasteful in the attack. And that causes attacks to stall and have to recycle. And then the second goal, 
TDRTs is by the time the ball is played forward for Orlando into the attack, TDRTs is the 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 closest Charlotte FC player besides Christian Kalina to our goal. And by the time it's down at our goal, uh, Guzman Carujo and Christian Fuchs, as you mentioned, had absolutely beat him back. And he was just sort of jogging. And it is no surprise to me that he got yanked at halftime when the coaching staff saw that kind of effort. Um, and, yeah, and I'm going to just... weigh in here because I also want to make a note on this. I'm glad you picked Ortiz. Um, I think that Ortiz has a directness to the goal that can be very threatening. And I do think that in a team that lacks some of their threat right now, or, you know, some of what Ortiz can theoretically bring, it's it's shiny. But on the back of a performance like this one, because you're absolutely right, he just gave up on that play. He was, I mean, this is the guy who we've watched, we have watched be lightning all around the field um, for the whole half thus far. And the moment that that defender or that attacker breaks away from him, he just says, you know what, that guy's gone. Um, one of the reasons I crown Christian Fuchs is he certainly didn't say that. But uh, Ortiz deserves it today. Um, I think you are correct. I think he makes a lot of unnecessary runs. Um, I think he cuts out some of our own players in this a little bit. I do think that he makes a positive impact in his directness towards the goal. I think we need that. I don't know if the trade-offs for TD Ortiz right now are worth his directness towards the goal. I wonder if he has kind of been sat down by the by Miguel Ramirez and said, look, when you learn how to play in my system, my way, I will put you on the field. And I wonder if him getting yanked at halftime uh, was a combination of not great play, but also a very clear message from Miguel Ramirez that said, I gave you a shot. You decided you were going to play your freelancer ball anyway, and now you're going to sit on the bench. I do think so. I, If, if I can throw... You know, without throwing too many other cards or anything out, I, I do think that Miguel Angel Ramirez got some stuff wrong today. Um, I think that the second goal, it was a tactical decision to throw that many players forward late in the first half and leave us that open at the back. And I don't think that we have seen a match where the combination of Ortiz and Alcivar has produced the kind of offensive threat that theoretically it should. Yeah, and... I'm going to I'm going to fight you on this a little bit because I actually like what Miguel Ramirez looks like he went out there to do today. I don't think it worked, but I like what he wanted to achieve. We clearly set up in the first 10 minutes where we looked pretty good um to go and press high and try and win the battle in the midfield and almost use uh Alcivar as a distributing back down there with Brent Bronico um, and just really keep pressure high up the field. Keep Fuchs up there. Let Jalen Lindsay push up as well. Have this very high line and this very high pressure system. And it didn't look like it worked. I mean, it looks like it worked for a little bit, but it didn't look like it had all of the polish on it that it needs to be a finished article. Uh, so 
my my fight back with you, Justin, is not that today's game didn't work and that Miguel, Miguel Ramirez maybe should have seen it not working a little bit quicker, um, but that I do like his intention because we have previously talked about him setting up on the road in these hyper-defensive formations that don't show a lot of attacking impetus. And if there's one thing we can say, it is that we have asked him to go out and try and play this team's football against an opponent, no matter how good they are, and see how it works. And today, he went out there and tried it. So I'll give him credit for that, if maybe not so much credit for exactly how we went about it. Hmm. I, I like I said, I'm I'm really knocking him for two two elements of the game plan. One is the uh, what I think must have been his decision to pitch everybody forward at the end of the first half, um, which bit us hard. Uh, and two, I still I I just have never seen uh, Charlotte FC set up with Alcivar or and Ortiz playing together and had it look good. I think that's fair, Justin. Uh, as ever, I'm going to go ahead and give you your two sentences to wrap us up for the day. What are you, what, what are you going to make them? Uh, Orlando wasn't very magic for us today. I, I want my refund back from Disney. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I appreciate that you managed to put a little bit of humor in there at the end, if for nobody else than for me. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, you've made me laugh, and so now I'm going to have to come up with something clever. Or maybe that's just not my strong suit. Uh, You know what? I'm going to wrap it up with this. And that is... Christian Fuchs looked like Christian Fuchs today. And if we bring that with us forward, we are going to be a much better team. I hope he's slotting in, and I'm so happy to see it. Uh, All of that said, we are going to go ahead and wrap it up there. This has been your post-react As ever, we love you for spending this time with us. We hope it has been a bit of a catharsis for another away loss. But thank you so much, and goodbye.